Hello, and welcome to FOF Gym Chat. We're Kinsey and Josh Presnell. Thanks so much for joining us today as we chat about and explore topics that are coming up in our gym fixed on fitness. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a simple and effective approach to health and fitness that helps you feel confident and equipped to live your best life. If you have any questions that you want us to tackle, please send us a DM on Instagram to at fitness. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of FOF Gym Chat. I'm Kinsey. Hey, guys. I'm Josh. All right. This week, we are going to talk about training your mind to expect good things to happen to you. And so this might bounce all over the place between the two of us as we go, because I think this is something that we're both really working hard on and probably haven't been working on long enough. Um, I don't know about you, but I have spent so much of my life like just waiting for the ball to drop, right? So like things are going really, really well. And instead of just like following that path and appreciating it and just expecting for things to continue to go well, like I find myself constantly like, okay, well, what's going to go wrong? Like something's got to be coming there. This it's it's too good to be true. There has to be a catch. Like the ball is about to drop, and how am I going to deal with that? And what happens when we do that is we begin to stop looking for opportunities. We stop looking for the good things and we begin focusing on and honing in on all of these bad things that may or may not even happen to us. Like half of them we're making up in our head and we just begin to waste time and energy. So I think there's going to be something powerful if we can begin to shift our mind to expect good things to happen to us. Yeah, right? 100%, 100% agree. I uh, also agree so much on even when maybe I thought I was doing this, didn't do it early enough uh, in life. So I'm currently 42. And I would say in the year of 2023, uh, I have worked more on internal change than than any other time in my life. And it has drastically made a difference on my external circumstances. So they go, they go hand in hand. This stuff is, it's not like woo woo. It's, uh, it's like a matter of fact. And yeah. it really takes, it really kind of, it, and we said it last podcast, doing the work on the inside, but that work on the inside is trying to figure out uh, and kind of grips with exactly exactly who you are and not being distracted and being able to like quiet your mind and figure things out. But it's like Kinsey said with uh, not always expecting something bad to happen. Like what if what if what if something good is going to happen? And um, I wrote down a quote from uh, a podcast I listened to a while back, and you know it. It's not the first time I've heard it, and it's not the first time you heard it, but it's very true. It's, uh, you know, you will never rise above what you think you deserve in this life. And so you see it all the time, and examples are uh, people who make it big and rich and famous, and they just get mega rich, you know, whether that's a pro player or uh 
an actor, whatever it is, tons and tons and tons of money. Um, but on the inside, they're not really sure they deserve it. They don't really know who they are. And that's when you kind of see all these choices come into play where you hear about, man, they, they lost like everything. They had it all and they lost it all. And all they did was they just took themselves right back to where they are internally in their mind with who they believe they are and what they actually believe they deserve. Yeah. I mean, our subconscious mind is always at work and it is always driving our decision back to that internal belief system that we have. And so if the internal belief system is like the one I've been fighting for a long time is that things go well for a little while and then the bottom falls out and like everything hits the fan and like it seems like mass chaos and I have to start over, right? That is a very strong belief system that I I don't know why I grew up with it, but I feel like it's something that is has been just like kind of the ceiling in my life for a long time. And until conditioned, we- conditioned, I think we're all, uh, and not all, we're all, but I, it's easy <clears throat> for us to have this thought process, uh, whether it was meant to or not, conditioned into us from. From yeah, young. you're like your parents like, oh, well, you know, you you have this great idea. And, you, and I think this is why a lot of us stop dreaming a long time, you know, like way before we enter adulthood is because we begin to get these questions plagued to us by the outside world. And it it begins to make us question our ability, our, you know, the goodness in the world, all of these things, the opportunities that are available to us. You know, we get super excited about something. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but maybe you're working on something and you're really, really excited about it and you can't wait for it. And you can just see, right? You can see the whole thing. You can see how you're going to make it work. You can see the the end result. And then someone, you tell them your plan and you tell them kind of everything that's going on and their first question like literally burst your bubble. And they're like, well, I mean, what are you going to do if this happens? Right. So like Josh said, we are conditioned to look for the bad. So what do we have to do to begin to condition ourselves to look for the good? And I think this is different than like, guys, crappy stuff is going to happen. It's going to happen throughout our life. Like we are going to deal with circumstances. Bad things are going to happen to good people. But I think if we can begin to work on this belief system and really smash it and break it and rebuild it, we can begin to believe like with our whole heart that even bad things are working for us. And that is something that is very hard. You know, anytime you deal with tragedy in your life, it's hard to be like, how there ain't no way this is working for me. But I think if we really, especially if we're people of faith, like if we truly believe that you know we were meant for good things, that we're here to accomplish great purposes, we have to believe that everything is happening for us. Whether we can see it in the midst of it or not, it might take you know a lifetime to see how that circumstance worked for us. But I, I really do believe that it is. And this is something that we have to keep working on. Like, it's easy to get out of bed and be like, all right, what kind of crappy thing am I going to have to deal with today? Like, what's the person at work going to say today? Who's going to do this today? Like, 
I mean, these are real thought thoughts that go through my head. Like, <laughs> what, what kind of crappy thing is gonna might have to deal with today? Yeah, well, like if uh, if that's the first thought that we have, then that's kind of what the world is gonna show us, right? It's there, it's there all the time, but good is there all the time as well, and we got to condition ourselves to look for the good. Like <clears throat> this doesn't have to do with good and uh, and bad things happening to you, but I just think about when we bought a Jeep a couple years ago. Uh, you know, when Jeeps drive by each other, they all kind of give a wave. Whether when we bought a Jeep, more people did not start driving Jeeps all over town. But you can't help but notice how many Jeeps are all over the roads because it's what you're looking for, right? You're the world is going to hand you exactly what you're looking for. So if you're looking for and waiting for the next shitty thing to happen, that's exactly what's coming your way. And you'll self-sabotage. You'll self-sabotage. That's a good way to make put what I that, said earlier. Yeah, like, I mean. That's what I sh- have struggled with the most. Self-sabotage? Yeah, I mean, it's your subconscious mind will self-sabotage your work, your results, your opportunities to give you like what you're looking for or what you believe that you deserve. And so that is why this is so important. Like this is something that we cannot overlook because that story, that norm, right? The normal thing that you believe, that deep internal story that's been playing in your head, your subconscious mind is going to fight to keep you there. And so until you can shift the thought process, until you can, you know, maybe you have to write things down. I don't know what you have to do. It's, it's something I'm still working on. But like, we have got to start looking for the good because opportunity is everywhere all the time. That was an ending thought. (laughs) Got it. I thought you were ready to go. That's my cue to pick up. Uh, So I'm going to bounce back to uh, conditioned and we're conditioned. Uh, We condition ourselves as well. But the truth of the matter is, is the the majority of people, like, I'm just going to throw a number out, right? Like 95, 97, 98, 99% of people aren't going to be, quote-unquote, successful. I think the majority of people are going to end up probably on their deathbed with a ton of regret because they played this life scared. And uh, I don't want to do that. That's one thing I don't want to do. So I'm determined to not have that happen to me. And I think like just the example Kinsey gave where – you tell somebody the idea or what you have or what your plans are. And the first thing they do is, you know, ask a question that kind of shoots it down. That's because most people live scared. Most people live in fear. Most people are scared to actually change who they are. Most people are fearful and scared to start doing the work on the inside. They'd rather stay distracted because it's easier then change and transform into the person that they want to become. And one, one thing is, is when, uh, Kinsey said, you know, I don't know what you should do. You should write. You should, that's true. I uh, can't tell you every single thing to do, but one word that keeps coming into my mind is your environment. 
That's one thing you can control. You can control your environment. So, you, you know, you pretty much are a reflection of your environment. And your environment is going to shape your behavior. So if you're currently in an environment and you're hanging around or around toxic people or pessimists or people that are feel, uh, fearful or scared, you got to get some distance in between that, right? You don't have to cut people out of your life. But we talked about rigging your environment. That's not just the food and things you bring into your house. That's who you talk to with your business plans. It's who you talk to about your dreams. Like if somebody is just going to crush it, what, what does it even matter what they have to say? You need to talk to somebody who's operating at a higher frequency, so to speak, who has been there, who has done that, who can help mentor, who actually believes in themselves to help raise you up to the next level as well. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. And, you know, this is a conversation that we've had with with Blaze lately as he's started football and things like that. And it's, you know, someone might have more experience than you and someone might know a little bit more than you know right now. But the bottom line is like, nobody is is smarter than you. I mean, there might be somebody that is more gifted in a certain area, but when it comes down to it, like people aren't smarter than you. People aren't, you know, harder working than you. People aren't better than you, right? You just have to apply yourself and and believe that these good things are going to happen to you. And it's like there are freaking everyday average Joe. I mean, you read about a lot of these people and it's just like they were nothing special, yet they have done extraordinary things with their life. And so I, I think it just become, it comes down to like making this choice of, you know, what are you going to believe about yourself and what are you going to believe about what you're capable of and what are you willing to do to get there as well? Because you you can't just get up every day and be like, oh, good things will come to me today and like expect, I mean, there there's two parts to this, right? You have to believe that that good things are are right out the doorstep for you, but then you have to work to go get them and you have to work to constantly take out that negative voice and get away from those people that are constantly just questioning you because really and truly, you well, you can't ever outgrow your environment. You you will never outgrow your environment. But people like, and I don't know that they do this intentionally a lot of times, but it's hard for them to watch someone that they view as their peer like grow. It's hard for them to that watch makes people really uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, and we see this all the time. This is a whole different um, way, but like we see a lot of times when someone starts to really watch what they eat, or someone starts to you know really take care of their body. There is a lot of sabotage that comes with that from their family a lot of times because they begin to get very uncomfortable watching someone try to better themselves. And so what they do is you know they bring crappy food into the house, or if we're in like a business environment or something like maybe they make fun of you maybe they you know they begin to not like attack you but they do kind of attack you like i don't know that it's always malicious but 
you know, they begin to point out things and and stuff like that. So that's where we really have to be careful of who we're listening to. And we have to understand that not everyone's opinion matters. And we need to find the people that push us to grow, push us to get better, are trying to do the same things that we're doing. Brene Brown says all the time, like the other people in the arena, that's who whose opinion will matter, right? We can't you know, take our parents, for example, like our parents did lived very traditional lives. Like they worked a nine to five, they, you know, retired when it was time to retire. Like they didn't do risky things. And so when we came and we're like, you know, I'm going to leave my job in pharmaceutical sales. Josh is going to leave the military, both very secure careers. And we're going to start this business and we have zero. We have nothing. Like, and we really didn't even have a very good business plan. But, you know, they, they, it was just like trying to talk us out of everything possible, I feel like, because it, it might not work. Or what are you going to do about this? Or how are you going to pay for health insurance? Or what are you going to do about your four? Like every question to bring you to the negative. And so we have to get Maybe we can't get away from those people, but we have to maybe hear their opinion, but take it for what it is and focus on the opinion of those that are that are playing in the arena. And then we have to start. We, we explain it playing in the arena. Uh, playing in the arena means like someone that's actually in the game too. Like they're not sitting on the sidelines criticizing, like they've never been in your shoes. And when it comes to running a business, they've never run a business. They've never had anything to do with entrepreneurship. They've never taken a risk. They just kind of sit in that top row and criticize everything that you do. And so who we need to be listening to are these people that- The other players. Yeah, like who's done what we want to do? Who's doing it right now? Because they're the ones that have experience. Like You can't take someone's- advice that has no experience in what you're trying to do. So that's kind of what I mean by playing in the arena. And I think it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote, actually, that Brene Brown quotes all the time. I might be wrong on that, but Brene Brown playing in the arena, Google it. She probably has a great TED Talk on it. Um, But it's just not everybody's opinion matters. And then we have to listen to these people. Like we need to be listening to to podcasts, to books, to people talk and listen to their story. Listen to how they grew up. I bet you'll find like they didn't grow up any different than you. They probably had a harder childhood in a lot of situations. Like they didn't, you know, make better grades than you. They probably didn't have a bazillion dollars handed to them and just took over a company that was already thriving. Most of these people that are super successful built their way from the ground up and they're no better than you are. So if they can, that's what I always have to tell them, like, if they can do it, why can't I? Like, I can do it. If, if they can do it, I can do it. And I think that all then goes back down to, you know, where am I self-sabotaging? Because I'm really good at self-sabotage. Um, I'm really good at, like, beelining in progress and then just, like, halting. Like creating my own dead end. And so that's where we have to pay attention to where am I ex- expecting like just the bottom to fall out? And then how can I tr- transfer that to expecting good things and expecting opportunity? Oh. Is that it? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would just leave it with, you know, stay encouraged. Start to believe that great things are actually headed your way. And when you start to become a different being on the inside, the outside world will start to comply with it. 100%. All right. 
There's our there's our episode for this week. There we go. All right, cool. Y'all have an awesome day. Uh, listen to those thoughts. Listen to those thoughts and start paying attention to you know what what you're expecting as you get your day started and as as you're walking through life. All right, guys. Y'all have an awesome week. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>